What is going on, everyone? This is episode three of Little Root Lessons. As always, I'm your host, Carter Noble, joined by our fantastic co-host, Carl Wilkin. Carl, what's going on today, bud? We are going to go over the top eights from, if I remember right, it was the there was a regionals in Perth, Australia, uh, and then we're going to also go over, the top, go over the top eight of the Singapore Open, which happened in the same weekend. And then we've got a pretty cool team of the week to go over here later. And then we're going to work show show off what we're working on for your week two of our draft league. Correct, correct. Um, so jumping right in, we going into team of the week. Yeah. All right. So <clears throat> this team of the week comes from our wonderful Discord server. Make sure you join that. The link is down in the show notes as always. Um, this is coming from Tofu on. On Discord, um, we have Bisharp, Gengar, Drake Assault, Sableye, G-Max Colossal, and Primarina. Um, there's a couple interesting, interesting things going on with this team that I really, really like. Um, the first one being uh, Steam Engine Colossal with Weakness Policy and Aqua Jet coming from Primarina. So, like, obviously, I, I'm a big, I'm a big fan of Weakness Policy right now. I think being able to just incidentally set it up by next to nothing is really great, which um, if you happen to watch my Draft League video from last week on our YouTube channel, hashtag sub to the YouTube channel, (laughs) um, I was doing something similar, except I was doing it with uh, Tyranitar and Sylveon. So, still same idea, but Colossal benefits as well because it also triggers Steam Engine then, and it just gets to go super fast and smash through everything. Yeah, uh, being being able to just, like, double down on, I got hit by a priority water move, I am now the fastest thing on the field, and the strongest thing on the field, it, it works really well in tandem. Uh, I'm also real big on weakness policy. I did the same thing with mine, except I was using uh, Ice Shard and Gudra as my yeah. weakness policy holder. And it did a lot of work for me in our draft league uh, last week as well. Um, but what I'm real high up on is the Dracozolt Sableye lead. Being able to just quash your target from with Dracozolt. The tar- being able to quash Dracozolt's target and guarantee double bolt beak damage is insane. Yeah, that's, that's real sweet. Um, also, Sableye just has... The slew of support moves that you can pick from. Uh, you get Will-O-Wisp, you get Knock-Off, Fake-Out, Sunny Day, Brain Dance. Um, he doesn't get... I don't think he gets Fake Tears, but he gets a good chunk of the support move, at, and he's Prankster to begin with. Also kind of naturally bulky. I was real worried that without the Mega, he was actually just going to like do nothing. Because his typing is really cool. He's from Gen. He's one of the, my favorite Gen three Pokemon, and I just feel like he's being super underutilized right now because Grimmsnarl is in the format and it just yeah. has. They they definitely fill that same uh, that same role where you know dark pr- uh, prankster abuser that kind of have speed control slapped onto him as well. Yeah, like... They're, they're very, very similar. Uh, the speed control from Grimmsnarl being Thunder Wave. Uh, Sableye getting 
both Speed Control and Will-O-Wisp, though, is what I feel like. Just like if you need Will-O-Wisp and Speed Control on a Pranksterman, Sableye is just heads above better than Grimstar on that case. But then if you need like the defensive power screens and whatnot, you go with Grimmsnarl. So it's mm-hmm. like you could play with both and like figure out which one you really, really need. Um, this team doesn't really need the screens. You're pretty much faster than almost everybody you're going to run up against. Especially especially with like Quash so you can bolt, uh, bolt Beak. And then like Gengar also is just like insanely fast. Oh, yeah. So being able to get set up with it. And then, like, you also have Colossal, who's just insane. Yeah. You know, when, when it gets to go fast, it's going real fast. Exactly. Um, so then, the other the other thing we have going on here is we have... Uh, th- this Gengar set's really, really interesting. Um, so, we're max speed, max special attack, 4 HP, timid. So, like, already, already hitting, like, a truck. Yeah. Um... Have focus sash, we can actually live a hit because I, I mean it makes sense. We are super frail, and so they need to double into us. Otherwise, we're going to get at least two turns of being able to do what we want. Um, sledge bomb, shadow ball, energy ball, and then in our last slot we have trick room. Um, and this is this is actually a really interesting piece of tech because we're not a trick room team, but we're using trick room as speed control. Yep. So, against opposing Trick Room, you get to reset it and go back to regular dimensions. And against something like Tailwind, you get to Trick Room, so now their Tailwind is a hindrance compared to an advantage. Mm-hmm. So it's actually it's actually a super kind of sweet piece of tech here. I'm just like, well, why would you have Trick Room on you know a super fast Mon like Gengar, especially when your team is built to go fast? And the end of the day, it's just like, well, because you can't beat Trick Room. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. You so need, when you, you have a, a problem with it. Trick Room, yeah. <laughs> um, um, does Does Gengar get access to Imprison? It does, but it's Imprison works as long as the Pokemon's alive. <laughs> and let's be honest, Gengar is not the tankiest po- Pokemon gotcha. in the room. Okay. <laughs> I, I wasn't sure if it was, you know, we can, against opposing Trick Room, we can go turn one in prison. Well, now your Trick Room doesn't do anything. And then, like, set up from there. But then they're just like, all right, kill your Gengar, get on with our lives, like, set up Trick Room. The imprison works, uh, the prison setup works if you can guarantee Oko, the, the TR setter. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's where Bisharp would come in in this case. Bisharp being. Uh, the dark steel type that can usually hit both Hatterene and uh, Dusclops and Mimikyu all super effectively in any shape or form. Uh, you can do the in-prison setup with this, but I think they went with Energy Ball in this case because they have a definite mm-hmm. missing of... They don't they, gra- they have no grass-type moves at all. They, they kind of just need something that grass can coverage, I guess. I don't know why we picked Energy Ball on Gengar looking through the team, but like I don't I don't see a I wouldn't I wouldn't hate swapping energy ball for protect. I don't like see a major a, weakness to like water. Like G Max Colossal is the only thing that would weak really to it. Weak and, like, to it. That's fine if he gets hit by it. Like I guess ground types against Bisharp, it helps there too. 
but that's about yeah, really I, long and short of it. I, I definitely could see swapping energy ball for protect. Like if they're going in for the double up on into Gengar, just be like, well, no, yeah. let's let's stop that. Uh, and then you know you can you can set up and and sweep. Going back through the trick room thing, it also is, there's this like kind of pseudo trick room thing with Primarina. So as long as you don't Dynamax your Primarina, you get to go Hyper Voice, get your Throat Spray uh, proc. And then just moonblast everybody to death. Mm-hmm. And you will probably be going first in this trick room because it's just like if you're using if you're using this strategy, everyone's probably faster than you anyway. So you can just do Sableye things, do Primarina things, and just kind of just mess with them under trick room for a while until you can get to the point where you're set up and then just you've handled all the problem problematic Pokemon that's your opponent's got for you. So that's kind of it's kind of this like cool synergistic team. There's a lot of little little nuances that are built throughout the team. Um, trying to go through the rest of these moves, I'm not a fan of Aerial Ace or Dragon Claw in the Strike Result. Um, yeah, um, I don't hate Dragon Claw, but it also gets access to Dragon Tail. Yeah, that's which hits way harder. It doesn't hit much harder, but having the added utility of Force a swap. Yeah. Yeah. Against, like, a weakness policy target that isn't Dynamax. You could force the swap out, and it, it's like your haze. Or or even, like, you could also, against opposing Trick Room, just, like, Dragon Tail, the Trick Room setter, get it out of there. Now they lost a turn, basically. Yep. Uh, so, I, I like Dragon Tail over Dragon Claw. Aerial Ace, I'd much rather just be, like, protect. Yeah, I agree. But I can also see just, like, we need a move that is guaranteed to hit because we're hustle. <laughs> true. True. But... But we're, we're dynamaxing, so just, like, being able to to make sure that we hit isn't really a problem if we're dynamaxing. Yeah. So, yeah, there's, there's a lot of minor synergies here that I really like, but there's also a few minor things I would tweak and, and change, and I think those... Those minor changes would would help out quite a lot. Yeah. Anything else on this team you want to talk about? Um, I don't really, I don't really see anything. Um, I'm a big fan of Bisharp. Like it, it's, I know a lot of people don't really like Gen Five, but Gen Five is one of my favorites. Looking back, so having having another like one of my favorite Pokemon from Gen Five doing something here is a okay for me. So. Uh, it's Pokemon like Bisharp that keep Incineroar like kind of played Honest. like it's played like yeah. Uh, if you haven't watched my draft league video from this week, Incineroar does a lot of work against my opponent, and uh, not having a good answer to it means I just get to just get to sit there and just do whatever I want and not really be threatened by the special attackers that he's got on the other side. Because Assault Vest Incineroar is just so bulky. Yeah. There's nothing you can really do. Um, we'll, we'll talk about that, I'm sure, a little bit more throughout this. But it's just like, you know, Kyle anticipated you having the trip, the the typical uh, Incineroar set of, you know, having Fake Out and having Parting Shot and stuff like this. And you're just like, no, nah, I'm just going to sweep you. Yeah, I'm just going <laughs> to smash so... you with this physical Incineroar. <laughs> 
So she's like, well, uh, this isn't at all what I anticipated, and now we're dead. That's the fun part about doing draft leagues, though, is you, you can go outside the norms of what's... Yeah, true, true. Because you're not... Not everyone's going to be at the same... Everyone's playing all the best mons all the time because the best mons are spread out amongst your draft pool. Which is why uh, we'll, we'll talk about it here after a little bit, but, uh, you know, you get people like me who are playing Shekel. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you know, there's there's a lot of really, really sweet things that we have going on, and I'm uh, I'm really excited to actually get a a uh, larger draft league going once once this season is over yeah opening it up to the rest of the listeners so again if you're interested join the discord links down in the show notes uh we should be starting the next draft league early may Um, it should be around uh, just slightly before the next uh, the first expansion comes out yeah there was thought about delaying it until the DLC comes out, but which we we honestly might do just because like that opens up the the draft pool that much more. Yeah, which that might happen, but we'll get more information out as it becomes available to y'all. Yep, figure all that out when it happens. So. Yep. So, which topic Moving, do you want to talk about? Uh, I guess we can just jump right into Singapore here if you don't if you don't have anything else to say on Team of the Week. Nope, I got all all my. Okay. So moving right into Singapore, then, um, moving right into we only have top eights from from these two events this week, so I'm probably gonna try to go through these. Oh yeah, probably about an average average time. I was about to say we're, yeah. we're still we're still covering sixteen teams this week, so yeah, <laughs> it's still the same. It's just it's split up between two events. So, uh, in first place, we have Hard Trick Room with Hatterene, Ndidi, Dusclops, Torkoal, uh, Rhyperior, and Vileplume. Kind of sweet little uh, interaction between Chlorophyll, Vileplume, and yeah, Drought, Torkoal. Did I say that right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, wait, what what did I actually just say? <laughs> so funnily enough, we have we have a little bit of insider information. Uh the guy was supposed to get a Pokemon from someone he knew and ended up not getting it. So I'm assuming it's a Ven- he was supposed to get a Venusaur. So instead we played uh So instead we played Vileplume that we hastily built. That's actually awesome. I hadn't heard that, but that's awesome. Um our one, our user, uh, Z, our listener Zeno, uh, mentioned that because he went and played at this event. He went three and three at the open, and then three and three at the MSS. Uh, so, pretty decent finishes. Uh, not not enough to make day two for anything, or actually like maybe prize out, but still pretty good finishes. Being in the middle of the pack, uh, I believe he was yeah, also on it. like Trick Room Speed Swap thing. Um, he Wait. was doing. Uh, he was playing the team of the week we talked about last week with Speed Swap, uh, Rabombi, and sweeping people with Mudsdale. Yep. Um, which, from what he has told us, team went okay. He has a couple things he wanted to change. I don't remember exactly what they all are right now, but uh, he mentioned that Trick Room was super popular in mm-hmm. Singapore. And as we go through the rest of these teams, 
it'll become very we'll apparent. Definitely see more of it. Yeah. Um. So this first one with the Torkoal, the Rhyperior, Dusclops, and Needy Hatterene, and the Bioplume—that's probably supposed to be a Venusaur. Uh. Looking at like the team just below it, it's the same five Mons, except they have the actual Venusaur. And they have Venusaur over uh, Vileplume. I so, wonder if that actually came up where Vileplume was better than Venusaur. Exactly. That's what I'm wondering. Is this like, was Vileplume actually like better? In this case, because mm-hmm. they're the same teams minus what minus their chlor- their chlorophyll. Mm-hmm. So like, what's the what's going on here? Um, yeah, that's that's the the big question. Is like, what is this doing that? Venusaur wasn't, or was it just a a trick room mirror in the finals, and you know they just ignored the chlorophyll abusers? Yeah, um, I know both get access to sleep powder. I know Venusaur's special attacks a little bit higher. I think Vileplume's just a little bit bulkier, though. Let me let me look that up. I actually don't know. Let's see, we want Vileplume. It is the other way around. Venusaur is the bulkier Mon by a little bit. What is uh what is Venusaur's base speed? Venusaur's base speed is eighty and Vileplume is fifty. Is fifty. So Vileplume actually kinda looks more appealing in specifically Trick Room. Right. Um, it's shiny. It's also god awful. <laughs> I have never actually seen this. This is this is hideous. That's bad. Um, Venusaur's a little bit more well rounded as all of its stats, uh, mm-hmm. whereas Vileplume is better under Trick Room set up without the sun and also has ten more special attack. How is it against Drain Punch? What? Yeah. What? Yeah. It's got hands. <laughs> it can punch you. Technically, you are correct. Um, also gets Pollen Puff. That's really sweet. Yeah, that's another cool thing is the fact that it gets Pollen Puff means you can be a supporty style to Rhyperior mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, I, so, can, I can actually get down with this. This is actually really sweet. That might Between, be like, the difference maker, being able to heal up his Rhyperior compared to Venusaur not being able to do that to his... Uh, can actually just be super duper relevant. Yeah, between like... Uh, Pollen Puff, like, we get access to Dazzling Gleam, so, like, our coverage is a little different compared to Venusaur 2. Um, we still get Sludge Bomb, Sludge Wave, whichever poison attack you want. Um, Energy Ball and Solar Beam. So, like, if, you know, depending on what we're doing. Sleep Powder. I don't see access to Weather Ball. Yeah, Weather Ball isn't as necessary. Most Especially when you're sitting next to Torkoal. Like, yeah, it's it's good, but it doesn't mean it's necessary. So it really comes down to like pollen puff versus uh, like earth power. Yeah, like which which do you prefer? Do you prefer being able to kill Rhyperior or do you prefer being able to heal your own Rhyperior? <laughs> and like we also get access to uh, Moonblast and Dazzling Gleam. So like, you know, it, there are corner cases where Vileplume may be the correct call. And that might have been what happened here. Yeah, that I think that very well could be exactly what happened here is, you know, I wonder how much of 
how much truth there is behind that of, hey, this was good all day when I actually got to use it compared to, well, I was playing five months all weekend. Yeah. You know, I, so I, I would be interested in hearing that story, but I think specifically for Trick Room, I think Vileplume is correct. Yep. Um, going out of the top two, where they're pretty much the same, into the top four here, uh, the third place team resembles something a little bit similar to what we were thinking of uh, being popular. It's Sand with Tyranitar and Excadrill and Togekiss, and then we have Serena Milotic as, like, coverage. And then I'm assuming this Dusclops here is to specifically just, like, counter Trick Room? Yeah, because we don't have Trick Room abusers here. Like, I mean, Serena and Milotic aren't fast. Same with Tyranitar. So, like, I'm sure you could do something there. But overall, like, this is clearly not a Trick Room team. Yeah. So, this is just support Dusclops that also can counter Trick Room, I guess. Like, we get to do Ally Switch, we get Pain Split, we get Haze. Uh, Dusclops does a really good support impression, and it's just naturally bulky, with, and especially with Eviolite, you just kind of just, like, sit there, turn off Weakness Policy buffs, turn off any Dynamax Attacks buffs... Uh, which you also get rid of your deep your debuffs that they get, your opponent gives you. Mm-hmm. So having Haze on Dusclops in this situation being a support is probably really really good. Oh, between like Haze, Ally Switch, and like Will O Wisp, like there's there's a lot of things you get to do with uh, with Dusclops. You can also like bulldoze, so you can trigger your like weakness policy on Tyranitar. Mm-hmm. So like that's that's something that I was kind of looking into for. Uh, for draft league, but Dusclops is already taken, so I'm just like, well, I guess we're using Chandelure. That kind of doesn't do the same thing at all. Yeah. <laughs> um, I like the Serena and I like this Milotic a lot in this team. Mm-hmm. They're just they both are just like good, good odd mons that are in their types. Milotic yeah, they're being just good really mons good, on their own. Yeah, Milotic being just a really good bulky water type. And then Serena being a physical grass attacker with really cool abilities that can actually just, like, be super beneficial. Um, and, like, past that, like, physical grass is not something we see a lot of when, you know, the last two teams were talking about Vileplume and Venusaur. Like, physical grass is slightly uncommon in reality. Yeah, uh, the other physical grass that was really popular being um, Leafeon before we got Venusaur. Mm-hmm as, like, the best chlorophyll user. So, also, Queenly Majesty is just, like... It's really good. Really man. good. <laughs> Turning off priority moves against your allies, mean, but you still get to use yours, is really, really it's, strong. It's a one-sided psychic terrain, and that's yep. sweet. Now, granted, I don't know how relevant it is when everyone is setting up psychic terrain, and that probably is what ended up getting them in the, probably on their way to, on the way to top two. So, mm-hmm. because the top four, the other top four team is, again, that five-man core of Ndidi, Hatterene, Dusclops, Rhyperior, Torkoal. Their only other difference is they have Butterfree as their support mon for Rhyperior. Whereas if they would that Bioplume, they'd have another damage source that also could be a support. Well, interesting, interesting note is, like, in, in Trick Room Mirrors, like, how... How important is Tailwind? Like, are you trying to just negate the the Trick Room and play with 
speed ties, or why not set up Tailwind and, you know, in the event you can keep Trick Room off the table, then you're set up better. Yeah, but this is like, how relevant, how many times you get to yeah, do that? Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it's a super niche corner case, but that is something that could come up. Um, notably, Butterfree Sleep Powder hits 100% of the time. Compared to 75%, is that correct? 70 or 75, I can't remember. Um, which which is A-plus, man. Uh, Butterfree is secretly, like, one of my favorite bonds to play with in this gen right now. She's like, and you're asleep, and we're gonna heal our thing, and now this one's asleep because it woke up, and, oh, you're switching in, you can go to sleep, too. And You're like, well, you're playing sand. I lost my focus, Sash. We're dead now. <laughs> you also get, like, like you said, Tailwind. You get Rage Powder, Pollen Puff. Butterfree's a real good support mon if you mm-hmm. don't really have to have, like, hard speed control. If you just, like, want, need to set up Tailwind and that's all you need it to do. And then it can just sit there and just be a redirect bot like your to- like to- Togekiss kind of can be. So that's it's really cool, um, but I feel like like the guy in first place. Uh, I am not going to even pretend pretend I know how to pronounce this person's name. Yeah, I'm um, not going near it. So the I feel like the vile plume is just a better version of the butterfree in the trick room case here because it's just another damage dealer. It works well with the, with the torkoal, um, whereas butterfree kind of just sits there and helps you break speed ties, but doesn't really do any damage. Mm-hmm. Like you could teach it hurricane, but hurricane's not very good. Like it's 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 a it's a very like niche corner case. It's like oh, I got a confuse off. My my big thing is I have pollen puff, but majority of the time I'm healing my teammate compared to actually attacking. Exactly. Like yeah, it's there, but it's technically a support move. Yeah. <laughs> it's just good to like if you have to. G Max your Butterfree, which this one was a G Max Butterfree, it turns into a uh, G Max Befuddle, which is really really good. The, the problem is, is like because you're so much of a support mon, having your G Max be a support mon is just whatever. It, it's I don't think I've ever Dynamax Butterfree, but I know I have the option if it ever comes up. Yep. Uh. Moving out of the top four into the top eight here, we see some more trick rooms at the bottom of the top eight, and then some other teams uh, in the middle here. Yeah, let's let's talk about this fifth place team here. This is this is something near and dear to my heart. This is right up my alley of yeah, mons I got, like to play. It's got Durant, Tyranitar, Milotic, Sylveon, uh, Gothitelle. Just those those five, I am sold on. I love it. I don't care what the last mon is. Well, the last mod is Toracat, which we were talking about last week being just like, if you have a really big weakness to fighting, i.e. Tyranitar, running Incineroar is probably not the best idea, so why not run Toracat? And that's pretty much what happened here. Toracat is in the place of Incineroar as this bulky support fire type that isn't as fast as Arcanine, but gets parting shot, so you can just keep swapping it in and out, which has value to it. Um, being able to just overheat, parting shot, swap out, swap back in, overheat, Fake parting out shot. something, yeah. yeah. Just like being able to do this back and forth is really good. Yeah, it's it's definitely 
a sweet piece of technology, especially because, like, you're not fighting for an item on Incineroar because you just have to hold Evio Light. Yeah. So it's just like, well, this is something that isn't going to come up otherwise. I'm just going to slap Evio Light on this and it'll be fine. Um, also, it's like, with Gothitelle being the other Mon out there on the field... All these intimidates stack up. All these parting shots stack up. They're not being. They're not able to swap out without taking out the the Gothitel. Yep. And Gothitel is just naturally bulky and has. I think Gothitel gets wish. I don't remember. I don't know if it gets wish. I know it gets heal pulse. Yeah, I know it gets heal pulse. I don't know if it gets wish. Not a lot um, of Pokemon get wish anymore, which is sad. I thought that I hated that move <laughs> so much. What do you mean? It's an egg move for Eevee. <laughs> Hated that move so much. Um, let's oh, see. It does not get wish. Okay. But being able to heal pulse is insane. It uh, gets magic room. Does that do anything for you? No. <laughs> All right, I tried. Um, again, Milotic, real bulk, good bulky water type. Uh, real good in, in opposing Incineroars and Torcats in this case. Uh, Durant is just a powerhouse of a Pokemon as long as they don't have a fire type move. But Durant's which is one... where, yeah, which is where Milotic comes in. It's just like, well, fire. If you have a fire Mon, well, Milotic can handle it. Same with Titar. Just like, go away. I we we don't want to deal with you right now. Go away. The problem is Durant loses really hard to Trick Room, and I wonder if Gothitelle. Um, was doing Trick Room in prison stuff, so you don't die to that. Probably was, but then at that point, they just double into your Gothitelle, and... Then what? <laughs> then your whole strategy well, the falling thing is, apart. Is, like, they can't swap out, so like Durant comes in, smashes whatever Trick Room setter they have. I could, I could see it. If it's built right, it does. Yeah, true, true. Because um, the common build doesn't Oko Dusclops. Yeah, it's it's a coin flip to to Oko, whereas if you're adamant compared to Jolly, you're 100% to Oko with Crunch. Yep. Well, Max Darkness. Um, I wonder how much the Indeedee being a follow me matters. Because that protects your Dusclops or your Hatterene for a turn. Yeah, that's that's the big downfall to Durant is redirection. Also, um, Hatterene gets Mystical Fire, <laughs> and there's there's a lot there's a lot of uh, Hatterenes in top four. Oh yeah, so I could I could see that being why Durant did not do well here is because yeah it can it can beat up Dusclops, but when Dusclops is backed up with uh, with Follow Me, like at is bad. That's real bad for Durant. Yep. Um, moving on to the sixth place team here. Uh, this is something a little bit more... This is more like week one of series one kind of stuff going on here. Yeah, except we have a Venusaur. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like It uh, has a lot of old old tech going on with it. We've got Dragapult, Rotom Wash, Sableye, Togekiss, uh, G-Max Snorlax, and Venusaur. Um, I'm assuming what's happening here is we're kind of just like this control style t- speed control team with uh, Max Airstream off Togekiss and Quash from Sableye. We have mm-hmm. the fastest Pokemon in the game, Dragapult. We have a real good water type in Rotom. 
We have uh, Venusaur, which I don't know who's setting up Sun. Probably G Max Togekiss with like a Heat Wave or. No, no, you're you're doing it with Sableye with Prankster. We could, I guess, you could do Sunny Day with that if you wanted to. That's that's most likely what it is. Um, I, you could also have Heat Wave on Togekiss, like you said, and just be like, all right, well now now not only do we have Max Airstream on Venusaur, but like we also not only do we have the plus one from Max Airstream, but we also have Chlorophyll, so like. You're very dead. This um, thing is going to hit you very hard and very fast. I also like the Snorlax here is just like trying to, if I can't beat Trick Room, I'm going to use Trick Room while I can. And just like playing super slow, bulky Snorlax, here it is in your face. I'm the yep. slowest thing on the field because I set it up right. So that's kind yeah, of, it's, it's kind of, it's just like, if you can't beat them, join them. Like, yep. that's kind of what you have to do. Which we'll talk about this more as we get after we get through all these top eights. Trick Room is getting really, really popular. Yeah, for sure. Which this is the like the gimmick that everyone thought was just like it doesn't do anything. It's fine. You just kill the I center mean, and it just nothing happens. But like these teams are starting to get to the point where they have two setters. The, one of the setups is like almost impossible to actually like do anything to. And the other one is, if you don't Oko it, then the rest of the mons behind it are going to Oko you <laughs> because yeah. they've, they've brought fast mons on their slow team. I mean, we talked about it a bit last week, too. It's just like, man, there is a real big tick up in, in how dominant Trick Room can actually be. And, like, we see it this week talking, talking over these teams, and, like, it has a very dominant performance here in Top 8, and... It looks, just quickly going over this, it looks like there's a handful of them in, in uh, Parth as well. Yeah. Um, so, uh, getting down here to 7th and 8th. Probably um, just touch on these really quickly, because they're pretty much the same as the top two, except the 7th place is... Uh, the 7th place is more Sun than Trick Room. Yeah, it, it has the big Sun theme of Torkoal, Charizard, Venusaur. But you also have Trick Room with Dusclops and Rhyperior Chorkoal. And then you also just have Togekiss because it's the best thing you can be doing and it's super good. Yep. So <laughs> so you, you have a lot of moving pieces all here together. And, like, that was something, like, week one that people were talking about. It's just like, man, Sun's going to be the best thing. They get uh, Solar Blaze Charizard. They get Venusaur. And, like, it hasn't really done anything. Uh, it turns out when you run like two fire bonds on the team, same team, it's uh, you're really weak to water and rock and ground, which are all really common. Yeah. <laughs> it also so, doesn't help that Venusaur is also weak to ground. <laughs> no, it's not. It's resistant. It all, it's neutral, isn't it? Uh, I don't think so. Man, I could be wrong, but I don't think I am. I don't think grass resists ground anymore. Um, let's see. It is weak. It, it is, is weak to ground. Is it? Yeah. yeah, it is. Huh. Interesting. It used to be neutral, right? What I'm seeing is says it's neutral. Where what? are you looking up? 
Um, I am on... That's a wonderful question. What the hell is this website? I'm on Cerebi, and it says it's neutral. Oh, well then, yeah. Well, I'll trust Cerebi. It, knows it says, it's, it says it's neutral. And the official Pokemon website also says it's neutral. So, so I was about to I'm say, gonna, it's just like... I'm going to say whatever, whatever, we, whatever thing I saw is wrong. I don't know where you're looking. <laughs> yeah, some Pokemon Go website, I think. I don't know. Oh, that might be why. But okay. that's still wrong. <laughs> exactly. You're looking on a Pokemon Go website. Whatever. I'm <laughs> off it. Anyway, uh, it's the fact that it's not resistant and it's neutral is just like, it's a big thing. Because yeah, Venusaur like, is not very bulky to be actually begin with. It, like, it has decent bulk, but the Pokemon that are using ground-type moves are usually physical, and you are not physically defensive on your Venusaur. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. And then the last place team is the same as the second place team. Yep, just more hard trick room with Venusaur. <laughs> yep. Venusaur, so. Venusaur doing what we expected Lapras to be doing, and it is just like popping up everywhere now. Yeah, I mean, four of the top eight here. Not a single I mean, Lapras to be seen. Nope. Which is surprising, because Lapras works really well in Trick Room as well. Yeah, with it being you know, moderately slow, yeah. It's surprising to see it not putting up the results he expected. That being said, um, moving over here to... Is it Parth? Perth. Or is it Perth? Perth. Perth. It is Perth? Yep. Okay, so moving over here to Perth... Um, in sixth place, we have Trick Room with Lapras, Alchemy, Mimikyu, Incineroar, Ludicolo, and Conkeldur. So, it doesn't, on surface level, it doesn't look like Trick Room. Yeah, it's, but then it's, you it's get, super subtle, Trick Room, and that's yeah, what's cool. Yeah, but then when you actually start looking at it, like, you have a really sweet Trick Room team with Lapras, Mimikyu, Conkeldur, and probably Incineroar. Like, if you lead Incineroar uh, Mimikyu, like, you fake out one thing, Trick Room the other, like, they can't kill Mimikyu because of Disguise then, so you get your Trick Room off. Yep. So, it's subtly not a Trick Room. Like, on surface level, it doesn't seem like it's just, like, a hodgepodge of Mons, but when you actually get down to it, like, this is really kind of some sweet, sweet technique, uh, like sweetness here. Yeah. But um, moving, moving right back up here to we'll we'll start back at the top and work our way back down. I just, you know, on that topic of Lapras Trick Room, I wanted to touch that. So yeah, it was there. The opportunity was there. We took it. Um, first place team is not totally what you actually expect to see in this meta. Uh, Corviknight hit him on top. Gastrodon, uh, Tyranitar, Rotom Heat, and then Venusaur's back again. Man, Venusaur evidently is really good in sand, too. <laughs> yeah, like, it's good anywhere you can potentially set up sun, and it's also just a good sun counter. It's like running Snorlax to counter Trick Room. Yeah. Running Venusaur is good against other sun teams. Which, like, I mean, there's really nothing here in top eight, but that doesn't mean, like, they're non-existent. Yeah, there wasn't, like, anything below them that popped up, but... But the interesting thing here is, like, again, some week one stuff that I worked on is, like, Corviknight and Hitmontop, like, you have more Rotom here. There's a lot of, like, in reality, there's four Rotoms here in top eight, like, Mm -hmm. compared to 
zero in Singapore. Right. So it's it's really weird, man, when you actually look over these events. It's just like, man, something like Rotom, yeah, you saw zero in one event, has four in top eight in another. And like and where Venusaur is really good in Singapore, there's one in top eight here. <laughs> so it it's some real real minor differences, but the, it looks almost like two different, completely different metagames. Yeah. Um, Corviknight is really cool. I like Corviknight a lot. I wish it was... It's it's good when everyone is like being bulky and you need to be fast because it's Tailwind and it's got natural bulk and you can just Brave Bird and Roost all the time. Uh, magic armor means they can't lower your defense, so you're just you every any buffs you get just stay as buffs. Um, but I've just I've just haven't been a fan of it because Charizard was a thing, and now that Charizard's probably not as popular now, it's probably getting better. Um, mm-hmm. Hitmontop, will, another one. Hitmontop's another one where I was just like, this is cool, but Togekiss is a thing. Yeah. <laughs> it. That was my biggest problem with playing Hitmontop. It's just like, when you start seeing all the Togekiss in the room, Top falls out of favor really quickly. Yeah. Uh, Gastrodon is a mod I expect to see less play because Venusaur was a, was popular. And it looks like it's the only one going mm-hmm. through here. Yeah. So it's like, this this is held up to my expectations. Gastrodon is cool. It does a good thing really, really well, which is stop water types. Uh, but with Venusaur being a popular bond, I feel like it's going to see less and less play because it's just super easy just to just like poke it with a grass type move and just take it out. Well, the interesting piece here is like you have, uh, you have a pretty big weakness to water when you have Tyranitar and Rotom heat. So like having storm drain on Gastrodon is just like good. So, and and that's the one thing that Gastrodon's always been good at is just like, well, we're going to stop that. Yeah. Like, we're. It, it's. Gastrodon requires a lot of, like, outmaneuvering your opponent, is the best way to put it, I feel like. Yeah. Um, that being said, moving down to second place, unless you have anything else to say. Mm, I was trying to think of what the T-Tar is really doing here, besides just being a sand setter. Is it Assault Vest or Weakness Policy? I'm looking through. I think it's Weakness Policy because you get Bulldoze access through Hitmontop. Uh, you also get Bullet Punch. Yeah. You get Bullet Punch or Mock Punch. Mock Punch is significantly more, though. Yeah. You can do Bullet Punch things, but, like, Bulldoze also is just, like, utility. You slow everyone else down around you, which can be good. Yeah, yeah I understand. Um, it also... The problem is, is, like, it also makes Tyranitar then slower. So, like, yeah, it's going to kill something, but then whatever they're bringing in is going to be faster than Tyranitar. Whereas, if you if you bullet punch, then you're getting to proc your weakness policy immediately and hopefully killing whatever big threat they had before he gets to kill you. Yep. Um, but again, like, the problem with all this is weakness policy requires you to get hit, causing you to play at, you know, 75 to 80 percent of your health compared to a hundred percent so there there is a bunch of give and take here but overall i it it could be like self-proccing weakness policy 
could also just be a soul vest. <laughs> yeah, it could just be vest and just like run stuff down. Yep. Hell, it, it could be life orb, which is not very common, but you know, again, it could be. That's that's my one complaint about Pokemon data is we don't know specifics. Whereas with magic, it's just like, oh, they have four of this, four of that. They have X number of lands. You know, it's just like you have the entire list in front of you. Whereas here, it's just like, yeah, you can you can speculate and formulate an idea of what's going on, but you don't know a hundred percent of the time. Yeah, you it Pokemon's got so much just like little math that it's hard to really tell. Mm-hmm. What exactly is going on? Like, we can know the moves, but we may never actually figure out the exact EV spreads. Unless you just, like, get... Unless they want to give you all the stats for the Pokemon, which that's a lot of little number crunching that nobody wants to do. True. Exactly. So, that's where it comes down to, you know, who's going to produce that data? Is it up to Nintendo to put it all out for us? Or are we just kind of going to do our own thing and just have to infer it? And that... That's the way Nintendo wants to approach it, and that's the way I'm willing to accept it. Yep. At least, at least Nintendo gives us data. Right. <laughs> uh, moving on to second place, uh, another Corviknight showing up in the top two. Which man, it's really weird seeing Corviknight. It right? really is. Uh, we got like, Corviknight, Sylveon, Mimikyu, Arcanine, Rotom Wash, and then a Dragapult. Huh. Interesting. I'm not sure what we're doing. I'm assuming this Mimikyu is more anti-Trick Room than Trick Room. I can get down with that. Uh, you can give this thing a room service, and then you are actually significantly slow enough to actually function under Trick Room with that Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Um, Arcanine's probably bulky fire support. Yep. Uh, Rotom Wash is just a good Watermon. I, could, I, I know something that was really common back in what, Gen 4, Gen 5, somewhere in there, is, like, you would put specs on Rotom. Like, that's not something we really see anymore. Um, anymore, Rotom has kind of gotten hit by power creep, so, like, it can't afford to be choiced into one item, into one move, where it needs its entire move pool to be able to function. Yep. So, it moves into berries and, you know, stuff like that. Stuff Iron that Ball. Around. Yeah. Are they doing Iron Ball things? I've seen a lot of people just do an Iron Ball trick it on a Pokemon. Oh, trick. Okay. Like, what am I What am I missing? <laughs> um, but I like the Sylveon as just, like, a pair to this uh, Arcanine. You kind of just sit there. Arcanine sits there and just snarls everything. Arcanine lowers everyone's attack and special attack so much that Sylveon kind of just gets to sit there and be this bulky fairy type and just put out so much damage with Hyper Voice. Man, I I love Sylveon. It is it is easily like my favorite my favorite mon in this gen. It is the only Pokemon I specifically shiny hunted so far. It's just like I am so glad I have this because I'm gonna use it so much. <laughs> <laughs> um, looking through the rest of it, Corviknight is probably just another bulky defensive wall. Yep. With Brave Bird. Uh, Dragapult's probably there just to be like, I am fastest thing on field. I will Oko anything in front of me. It looks like here that Dragapult most likely is going to be damage based. Um, because, like, otherwise your biggest damage, like, output is going to be from Sylveon and Rotom. 
So you're, this Draco, this Dragapult is probably setting up to just sweep people. Um, probably not like Dragon Dance kind of setting up. It's just like, all right, Dynamax, kill a couple things. That's good enough for me. Yeah, it doesn't have to set up Dragon Dance if it's the fastest thing on the field. True. And that's that's the perks of being, you know, a base 143 speed? Yeah, 143. I I know it's 40-something. I can't remember if it's 3 or 8. I know it's a really weird number. That's the only thing I can ever remember. It's 143. Um. Yeah, I mean, again, like, I could see Mimikyu also being... Like your damage output while also being like anti trick room, which we really don't see a lot of here in top eight at all. But yeah. that doesn't mean it's non existing, you know. So, um, Mimikyu is something I've tried to work on. Um, it's been something I've gone hit and miss on. I, I was working on it quite a lot when I was working on Durant. When I first started working on Durant, it was something I worked on. Um, and the, the biggest problem is. My biggest problem with uh, Mimikyu is, like, I, I don't know what item to ever put on it. <laughs> uh, because, like, you're always your best bet is either Life Orb if you have it, or Room Service if you're scared of Trick Room. Yep. And I've I've done stuff with, like, Assault Vest. I've done a non-zero amount of berries. Like, I, I've done a lot with Mimikyu, and... It, 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 again, is, like, one of those that's super versatile and has a really wide moveset that can be both physically offensive and also uh, very supportive, depending on how you build it. Yeah. Uh, moving on to the third place, this is, looks like Sand Trick Room. And, like, is... like t- Trick Room Tailwind Sand stuff. I can almost it, guarantee it really, that this is an assault vest Tyranitar, though. If you look at it, minus the dust clops here, it is sand. Like that is very obvious. But then you add in that dust clops, and you're probably doing something like, um, what was really inspired by the Japanese players, where you have min speed, um, incineroar. Min speed Incineroar with weakness policy. So you bulldoze with Dusclops, set up your weakness policy, sweep with uh, sweep with Incineroar. Whereas Incineroar is also just good on its own outside of Trick Room by being just supportive. Yep. So yeah, it, it gets to fake out on one, get bulldozed into sweep on two, which is probably good enough most of the time. Um, and when Trick Room isn't good, because you're not worried about it, when you don't want to go slower than your opponent, when you don't want to slow the game down and just need to be hyper-offensive, uh, you can bring Braviary instead and set up, set up Tailwind and just go faster than your opponent. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of two sides of the same coin, where you want to outspeed your opponent, but which way are they going to try to outspeed you? Yeah, it, it's, this wanna, comes down to how do you want to do your speed control. Yep, so you get Trick Room or you get access to Tailwind. And both both can be correct, depending on what you're doing. Uh, the fourth place team is doing kind of the same thing. It has access to both Tailwind and Trick Room. Mm-hmm. But 
it is more reliant on it's like there's like a tailwind strategy and then there's a trick room strategy and it's not like got anything else to go in between. You're either yeah, one or the other. Un- unlike the third place team, uh, this one doesn't have a lot of the intertwining pieces. Like you have one very set team that is your your tailwind team and then you have your very set team that is trick room. Yep. So uh, we have Togekiss, Whimsicott, Durant, uh, Chandelure, Milotic, and Conkledur. So, like, the first team, you're going to have Togekiss, Whimsicott, Durant, and then your pick is support between Chandelure and Milotic. And then the other the other side of that is you have your Trick Room team of Chandelure, Conkledur, probably Togekiss, and Milotic. Yep. So, you don't you don't need your, your Tailwind or your Prankster ability inside of Trick Room, so instead you're just going to slow the game down Set it where you have the advantage and your speed control and be able to take over the game that way. Um, when when they're anticipating the tailwind, you can bring Trick Room and just counteract it. and It, it has a lot of play to it, but not as much as the Sand team in third. Yeah. But again, like, all these mods are just, like, playable on their own, so it could just be, you know... Pick four and it's good. <laughs> depending depending on what your opponent is doing, you can just be like, "All right, well, we're gonna lead Togekiss Durant. Follow me, smash the thing, and like have Conkleder with uh, Mock Punch and Drain Punch in the back, and just like depending on what threat I'm anticipating, having a different answer to it. So, yep, it, there's a lot of play to it when you're not trying to do specifically like Trick Room versus Tailwind too. Agreed. Uh, moving on to the fifth place team, this one's a little weird. Uh, mm-hmm. So we've got Gyarados, Excadrill, Hydreigon, Chandelure, Milotic, and Grimmsnarl in the back here. Trying to figure out what, what the lead is here. It's probably Grimmsnarl and like Excadrill or Grimmsnarl and Hydreigon, or like trying to do something weird and set up screens and then just like sweep with your powerhouses. They've got a lot of just attackers on this team and not so much in the support roles outside of that. I mean, if, if you look at it, they still have, like, three three sweepers versus three support. Um, it's just, like, their support isn't what I would want. Does that make sense? I, like, I'm looking through it, like, Chandelure's support is turn off Trick Room. Yeah. That, that's all like, it does. Sure, it's other two moves sure are attack can, moves. Sure, it can you know set up Will-O-Wisp, but like you're going fast, you're beating things up before they need to be Will-O-Wisp. Yeah. So, I, I, I guess you're right. Where it's just like anti-trick room, but like then this Milotic is just like kind of just here is yeah. what it feels like. My Lodic just feels like I needed a defensive Mon. Here's my Lodic that's good against Incineroar. I really want my Lodic here to be uh, Raichu. And I'd be way happier. Just have Garachu. Yeah. And then, like, your supporting cast is also just fine. Like, you get you get double fake out with Raichu and Grimmsnarl. So you can just, like, alright, fake out. Uh, volt switch into Grimmsnarl, fake out, set up screens, you know, do do stuff like that. And you also can just, like, sweep 
and set up with Gyarados and Moxie, too. Mm-hmm. So, it's kind of... This one's, like you said, it's kind of weird, and I don't know if I'm on board with it. Uh, we talked about the sixth place team a little bit already. Uh, no real point in talking over it so hard again. I like this Ludicolo, though. Yeah, Ludicolo's sweet, man. Having Ludicolo on a Lapras team, because Lapras, after it sets up its Aurora Veil with G-Max Residence, like, you're probably just going to use G-Max Geyser. So Ludicolo mm-hmm. gets Swift Swim to trigger, and then it just gets super duper fast and can be a speed control kind of situation where it's like, if they deal with your alchemy, then you just bring out Ludicolo and just sweep them with Ludicolo. Uh, yeah, it's it's definitely a, a sweet piece of technology. Uh, the other really interesting thing here is the, the alchemy, so you can decorate your stuff, which, in reality, there's not a lot of redirection here in Top 8. Like, you have two Togekiss, and that is it. Yep. So, being able to decorate whatever you need seems real powerful. Yeah. Um, moving on to the 7th and 8th place teams here, they both have Agaslash, which I'm very, very high on. They also both share Road on Wash. Oh, they're... That's weird. Okay, so... I actually didn't see the Rotom in the bottom in 8th place here because it's not in line with the rest of the Rotoms on the team. Exactly, the it team makes sheets. it weird. <laughs> Um, but they're both actually just like, besides Rotom Wash and Agaslash, they both have very specific things they're trying to do. Uh, the first one is very fast with Braviary, uh, Whimsicott, and then has Tyranitar and Cineroar in the back as like, here's my damage to go along with this Rotom Wash and Agaslash. And then mm-hmm. the eighth place team has this kind of slow redirection game with the combo of Mimikyu and Snorlax. And then Togekiss and Dragapult to just kind of round it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually expect this Dragapult to be uh, physical weakness policy because this Agaslash probably is using Shadow Sneak on this Dragapult, and then this Dragapult just goes off and just sweeps everything. Yep. Uh, whereas on the other team, uh, it looks like we're doing Tailwind stuff. And then probably weakness policy, Tyranitar, and Assault Vest, uh, Incineroar. I would expect your Incineroar to be actually more of a physical attacker than a actual support moment in this case, because we have Braviary, we have uh, Whimsicott, and then just like this thing has probably has Parting Shot as its only support move, and then the rest is probably just like physical attackers. Yep. I can I can definitely see that. Um, just being able to punch through a lot of damage with it. Um, I do like this 8th place team a lot. It's something very close to what I was working on when like when I first started playing. Because I was just like, I like Snorlax, I like Mimikyu, I like Agaslash. I wanted to use Rodom because Rodom was really cool. Um, the Dragapult, I was like, I'd much rather play like a Gudra, but it works better with this Agaslash being just like weakness policy Shadow Sneak. And then Togekiss is just the best support mon in this team. You could have redirection plus bulk plus max airstream if you can't do the trick room thing is really good. Yeah, it's it's definitely sweet. Like Mimikyu's Norlax is something that we saw a lot in older games and not so much in Sword and Shield so far. Um, but like 
that doesn't mean that like what was good isn't now. Yeah. It's just a matter of re reconfiguring your support around it and rebuilding from a central idea. Yep. And that finishes up the top eight from Perth. Yep, yep. Um going through that, there's a lot of freaking trick room going running around. And Yeah, there's there's a ton of trick room. Um right. Which transitions pretty well into what's doing good. Um, it seems like Trick Room has definitely formed its its niche in the in the format. It, it's not even that much of a niche anymore. It's just like this is something you actively need to be aware of because if you don't, you're going to get beat up by it. Yep, like you have to it, expect it. Tailwind, uh, like. Speed control is so critically important in this in this game that you need to have an answer to it. May that be Tailwind or Trick Room, both of which are opposite ends of the same spectrum. Yeah. Uh, I shared a... Uh, this is from BabiriNet. This is all the showdown. This is the 100 yeah, this most is... successful public showdown teams for VGC 2020 from every day. Uh, the first place team, the first ring team, has a global rank of four. This is from this is from last last week. Like this is, not, this is like seven eight days ago. Is Dusclops, Mimikyu, Tyranitar, Arcanine, Melodic, Ferrothorn. Yep. Like this is as hard a trick room as you could probably get. Well, it, it's not quite that hard, but it is. It is definitely a dedicated trick room team. Um. Second second ranked team global rank of six from two days ago. Dusclops, Mimikyu, Arcanine, Ferrothorn, and then we swapped Milotic for Primarina, and Tyranitar for Dragapult. Yeah. It, I, it, again, Trick Room is a viable strategy. Trick Room is a good threat. Yep. Uh, going over the stats here from Top 100 Showdown, Dragapult actually has 45% usage in the Top 100 teams. And past that, we also have, like, of the top 100, um, we have 38, like, Dusclops teams. Yep. That's not 38 Trick Room teams. That's 38 Trick Room teams with Dusclops. That's not counting Hatterene and Dee. Yeah. Like, we could probably oh. scroll through and see. Uh, Mimikyu, again, is another Trick Room user. There's 30 teams running Mimikyu. Now, granted, part of them are probably also running Dusclops because they mm -hmm. pair well together. But still, it's just like Trick Room is kind of gone from this kind of gimmicky meme thing to, oh, here's... I've cemented my place. I, Trick Room, you're going to have to you have to play around it now. Anytime you see a Jellicent, a Mimikyu, a Dusclops, a Hatterene, you have to expect it. Alright, Carl. Alright. On on the topic of uh, of trick room, I got a team here for you. Uh, this is in ninety fourth. Uh, if you you can search for it real quick, is it it is a Dusclops team. Uh, this is Dusclops Hatterene, Torkoal Rhyperior. So like very very hard trick room, right? Uh huh. His last two mods are Butterfree and Blastoise. Ooh. So, I'm not gonna lie. This kind of 
kind of gets me going. Butterfree is the same Butterfree we normally see paired with Rapier. It's a good support for Rapier. For Rapier. Yep. Uh, I'm actually uncertain on how fast Blastoise is. I don't think I don't. I know it's not very. <laughs> this is this is one I have not done anything with in so long. I could not actually tell you. Blastoise's speed is seventy-eight. That's not awful. So it's just on the upper tier of what's viable for Trick Room. You're Put not, a room service on this, man. Yeah, you throw a room service on it, and you actually just get to do stuff. Um, you get flash cannons. Why does it get flash cannon? It's got cannons on its back. Why else would I know, it? man, but this is that new to this game? I think so. I've never seen Blastoise flash cannon me, and I'm kind of oh, excited no, about no, it. It, uh, it is definitely not new to just this game. How, many, how far back does this go? Still has flash cannon. Gen 5. Still has flash cannon. Gen 4. Still has flash cannon. Okay, well, shows what I know, man. <laughs> yeah, ever since flash cannon was a move, I'm pretty sure it's had flash cannon. Yep. Yeah, it's that's this is kind of sweet. Like you can, like we have special attack is eighty five. Have good defenses of a hundred and a hundred and five. So like we're bulky. Seventy nine HP is kind of middling, but like not unbearable, especially when you have good bulk surrounding it. Like and like max HP is one eighty six at level fifty. That's not awful. Like that's definitely doable. Yep. And then, like, you have, like, a slew of good moves. You get Fake Out and Yawn. Um, you get access to, like, Ice Beam, Blizzard, Earthquake, Water Weather Spout. Ball, helpful, uh, Helping Hand. Like, man, I'm actually kind of on board with Blastoise. Uh, let's see here. We get to do... We can do water spout stuff with the egg move. We get water ring to just be like super bulky. <laughs> yeah, we get aqua ring and life do. Oh goodness! Um, hydro this cannon. Is, this is kind of everything I'm about. <laughs> this isn't bad. We get scald. Yeah, so like we we get actual good moves. Scald, dragon pulse, dark pulse. Aura Sphere, Muddy Water, and, like, if you want to go offensive, we get access to, like, Earthquake, Outrage, Crunch. Like, we have good moves on all ends of the spectrum. Hear me out. Eviolite support uh, War Turtle. How bulky does War Turtle get? Uh, base, uh, max stats for defense and special defense, uh... 80 each. It's slower. Its HP is so much lower, though. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it gets a lot of extra bulk. It gets up to, what, 120? Compared to 100 and 105, but that HP is real low. Is Eviolite after investment? Uh, yes, it is after investment. So, neutral special defense and neutral defense with just max IVs 
is 132. No, that's max. That's max. So whatever, if you invest 132, and then Eviolite on top of that, is, that gets you to what 190 something. That's that's a lot. <laughs> that's that's pretty bulky. I'm not gonna lie. So we run max HP, which is 166 at level 50, and then like. We can do max defense and scald. And just pair it with something with lightning rod so we never die. <laughs> Carl, I will have you know that uh, on Babiri, there are zero teams playing War Turtle. Well, darn. <laughs> I tried. I'm not, I'm not saying you're wrong, but everyone disagrees with everything you're doing. <laughs> yeah. That's the fun part about Pokemon is we can just try stuff. Uh, oh, uh, there are there are actual results on on Picolytics with with support War Turtle. Woo! Fake out life do helping hand yawn. There it is. Eviolite, careful two fifty two HP, four attack, a hundred defense, one forty eight special defense, four speed. God dang! We also that get thing is icy bulky. wind. God dang! That thing is bulky. <laughs> we. Why does it get icy wind too? It's a water type. <laughs> Most water types get icy wind. And it gets rain dish. Yeah. Alright, I can be convinced. War turtle may be good. Okay. I doubt it, but I want to try it. Okay. I'm gonna go make a pickup on the draft league. Give me a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking Before of draft league. Uh, moving on to our last topic of the week, um, we have draft league stuff to talk about a little bit here. Well, you do. I I have my bye week this week, which after last week I kind of needed. I had a nail biter last week. Your your match last week, which for those of you on YouTube, should be um, on a playlist somewhere. Yeah, draft league playlist on the channel. Yeah. Um, definitely, definitely go check those out. It has my match and Carl's match. My audio is really bad because I don't know how to record things, evidently. So <laughs> moving that'll be, forward, that'll be fixed from moving forward. Yeah, moving forward, that'll be uh, definitely better. But um, this week I am playing my roommate Kyle, who Carl played last week. So if you if you go watch Carl's. Uh, VOD from his match this week, you get a general idea of what Kyle's doing. Um, he has a lot of different elements of a lot of different aspects of teams. Um, he gets Lapras, he has Clefairy, he also has, like, Sun for... He has Sun with Charizard, Torkoal, Ninetales, and Venusaur. He took he all also, the Sun. All of it. <laughs> he also has Rain Support with Pelipper and Barrascuta. So he has a lot of different aspects. He also has Trick Room aspects with Hatterene and, like, Lapras is slow. So, like, he can play in Trick Room, he can play in Sun, he can play in Rain. Like, he wants to control the game to his aspect, basically. Yeah. Um, so to combat that, we we made a couple pickups this week. We made a couple trades. Um, I dropped... Who did I drop? I dropped somebody. Uh, you dropped... I dropped Raichu. Yeah. I dropped Raichu for Serena, and then I traded Carl 
um, Age of Slash for Inteleon. So uh, this week I'm doing. S- I got I got some sweet ones going on here, man. Um, so I'm doing something very similar with uh, Sylveon proccing weakness policy, except this week it's going to be on Pangoro. Um, my Pangoro is going to be EV trained to be exactly one speed faster than Lapras, so that we can potentially, uh, we Oko Lapras with plus two, uh, from a drain punch, if it Dynamaxes. Mm-hmm. So we're, if he goes for Lapras, we're just going to shut him down hard. Um, we also get Thunder Punch, we get Darkest Lariat, and we have Gunk Shot in our last slot to be able to deal with Clefairy. Because otherwise, I don't have anything on him that can one-shot it. Yeah. Um, Sylveon's going to be the same same core I've been running for quite a while. Hyper Voice, Mystical Fire, Protect, Quick Attack, um, and then Throat Spray. Max Speed, Max, max Special Attack, 4 HP. Um, and then... We're rounding out the team with Inteleon, <clears throat> we have Air Slash, Snipe Shot, Ice Beam, and we're going to soak people so then we can Thunder Punch them with Pangoro. Um, we got the Life Orb on Inteleon this week, because I didn't really like any other item on it. Um, I was originally going to have Vest, but I want to be able to soak things, so it's going to it's gonna end up having having a Life Orb on it this week. Yeah. Um, Drill, we're going to Mold Breaker, Air Balloon people. Uh, Rock Slide, Iron Head, High Horsepower, Brick Break, just really fast, hits really hard. Um, it, hopefully he just doesn't have a good answer to Excadrill. If he brings Sun, Excadrill gets pretty bad. Um, I don't really like Excadrill lining up against a bunch of fire types, which then where uh, Inteleon's going to step up and hopefully do a little bit of work there. Um Rounding out the team, we have Support, Meow Stick with Thunder Wave, Fake Out, Fake Tears, and Helping Hand. Um, the only... We have a couple different support pieces with it. Um, fake Tears is going to be really good alongside Inteleon and Sylveon, just to pick up a lot of extra damage. Thunder Wave for Speed Control, Fake Out for Fake Out, and Helping Hand for extra damage on top of everything else. So, um, I'll guarantee fake tears, them Oko. <laughs> yep. When, when Fake Tears is good alongside those, we have it. And then when Helping Hand is... Uh, when we're sitting next to a physical sweeper, we have access to Helping Hand. So, yeah, um, a couple different aspects there. And then the last one we're rounding out the team with this week is Shuckle. Um, I have been diligently working on Shuckle since I lost to it in Collinsville. Um, so we're, we're sturdy with leftovers, and we're going to toxic stall Kyle. We're going to make his life miserable. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so we have Toxic Protect, Knock Off, and Power Split. Um, his only his only real physical sweepers are Rhyperior and Barrascuta. So if we can Power Split one of them, Shuckle gets way more appealing, and those get way less appealing. Um, we also have Sturdy. So like in the, we are max defense. We are max defense, max special defense, four HP. Uh, we're impish. I believe it's impish, where it's plus defense minus special attack, and then so. uh, we are gonna knock off some life orbs, gonna knock off some vests, and we're gonna toxic stall people. Um, I don't think Kyle actually listens to the podcast, so he probably won't hear this before we play. But I am <laughs> really, really excited to make his life miserable with Shuckle. Yeah. I was originally going to do 
uh, power trick stuff with Trick Room. Um, and then I kind of talked myself out of it because it takes a lot of setup. Like, you need to power trick, you need to have Trick Room active, you need to protect for a turn, and then Shuckle, with his base speed of 5, finally starts to do things uh, where he can maybe Oko something? I, I, I don't know, it's Shuckle. <laughs> who who has done uh, damage calcs with Shuckle with a power trick up? Probably, like, 3% of people. <laughs> Three percent of shuckle players. Let's let's narrow that down even more. <laughs> um, I was originally going to have Rocky Helmet on Shuckle, but I think Leftovers is probably just better, especially if we're trying to toxic stall people. Mm-hmm. Um, overall, I'm I'm pretty happy where this has ended up. Um, just need to finish getting it in game. I need. I have I have a shiny shuckle that I picked up in a raid, so I need to hype I need to get it done. I'm pretty sure it's six IV, so if not, it'll have to get hyper trained, and I'm not looking forward to that. Yeah, it'll be fine. You got candy. It's whatever. I actually don't think I do because I've been I picked up a I got a shiny T-Tar this week too, so that one was only five IV, so I had to uh, hyper train it. So I am desperately low on candies right now. Oh no! Oh no! It needs hyper trained. Oh no! I might have to talk Kyle to let me have some candies. <laughs> so yeah, I got I got a uh, interesting matchup coming up this week on Draft League. Uh, make sure you stick around and watch it as well. It'll be out sometime, uh, sometime this week, probably, probably later in the week. Um, I know. Carl, you said you're on buy this week, but that doesn't mean you're getting out of doing content this week. What are you doing this week? Uh, plan for this week, since I am officially laid off from work until April 20th, is we're going to work on the egg lock. I'm going to start that up probably tomorrow. Uh, pending cleaning, working, schedule, small things here and there I've got lined up for extra income. Um... Might do some competitive stuff. I haven't really been in the mood to play competitive since most the events got canceled. By most, you mean all? Yeah. There's, I'm, I'm on, assuming, there's online events still going on, but it's I'm assuming the, the MSS this weekend got canceled, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. There, there's no events anywhere being played anymore. All, po- all play Pokemon events have been canceled for the foreseeable future until, I think, end of May or or June sometime. Um, that being said, there are third-party p- uh, tournament organizi- organizers that are hosting online events. I know mm-hmm. Victory Road had a 300-plus player event started yesterday, all started Saturday. Day two is Sunday, which is the day we're recording. Uh, we'll talk probably talk about its results on next week's episode. And they had enough to go top thirty-two, so there's a lot of data there that they have yes, to, that they had recorded, which I'm excited to talk about. Um, outside of that, probably going to start streaming more. Uh, Twitch.tv forward slash musical. Uh, you can come watch me goof around on this egg lock that I have no idea what the heck I'm doing. 
I have I've played through Sword and Shield once, and I flew through the story so I could get ready for competitive. So I actually have like zero idea on what the actual story is. <laughs> oh, oh, Carl! <laughs> I didn't care. I was just like, I need to get ready for competitive, so I burned through the story as fast as possible. I had like a level eighty Intellion by the time I was done, and yeah. Uh, so we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna go get to go through the story and try not to die and lose all my Pokemon in this egg lock. Um, but I, that should start Monday, probably Monday afternoon, probably about, I would say probably about three o'clock our time, maybe a little bit later, depending on if I'm doing stuff for work or not getting deep cleaning done because we're going to be closed for a month. And that's the last thing we need is any kind of pests to get in and find the food. Oh, for sure. For sure. So as we're as we're sitting here, uh, I just got a notification that Carl, Carl uh, Kyle is now following us on Twitter. So <laughs> I think he might be listening in and trying to plan his his drafting by his time. <laughs> um, any anything you want to hit on the way out the door today, man? Um. I know most people are probably sitting in quarantine right now, or at least in self-quarantine, social distancing, whatever you want to call it. Wash uh, your hands. <laughs> enjoy your content creators. Please appreciate them. They appreciate you coming and hanging out with them. They they know that they're they're trying to help brighten your day and help make help help you out a little bit de-stress because as a person, I stress out a lot about little things that I have no control over. <laughs> yeah i'm real bad about that and i have been watching a lot of a drive i've been watching a lot of jeff hoogland i've been watching a lot of just like videos and streams thank god the lcs has started back up mm-hmm. uh, i was like i was lost last week when they canceled it i didn't know what the heck to do with my weekend and they started back up this week and they're playing from home so i got to watch all of that yesterday while i was making dinner which that helped a ton um but we'll get through this Appreciate your content creators. Uh, I know we're not really asking for anything. This is not an ask for a handout or anything like that. Uh, but there's other people who need it. Uh, go support them. Make sure you uh, share the love. We'll get through it all together. Yep. Um, One day at a time. That's all we can do. Yep. Uh, I don't have anything else other than that. Just a little good pick-me-up for the day. Well... I think then on our way out, since I haven't done it in about an hour, uh, make sure you join the Discord server. Uh, we have that. It's awesome. Our people are great. Our newcomers on there are fantastic. I'm really glad that we have a, uh, a good community growing there. Um, it's also where you submit Team of the Week submissions, so make sure you get that if you want to have your team featured on the show. That's the way to do it. Um... Make sure, for those of you who are on YouTube, you hit that subscribe button, you hit the bell icon so you get notifications when we go, when new videos go live. Um, for those of you not on on YouTube, make sure you go follow our YouTube channel. That link is also going to be down in the show notes. Um, past that, you can find us on Twitter, at LRLessons, myself at CarterNoble25, and Carl at Musical underscore 33. Um, we have an email down in the show notes as well. So for questions, comments, concerns it can be sent that way as well. Past that, I think I've hit everything. I don't think I'm missing anything. 
I think we'll be back. That's it. Yeah. We'll, we'll be back. There's no thinking we'll be, we'll be back. We will be back. <laughs> <laughs> we will We will be back next week with uh, Victory Road stuff and probably talking about some more Draft League stuff and figure it out from there. Sounds good. Sounds good to me. See you all then. Peace. Peace.